So, I am actually driving home from downtown Vancouver right now. Figured I'd open up the laptop, plug in the Samsung Q2U, and record an episode. I mentioned on Twitter that I was going to talk about positioning this week. My my day job, they actually, um, this worked out nicely. They, they didn't have a whole lot of front-end development for me, so they asked me to, to take a few days off, and they're going to pay me, and then I'll just make up the time later, which is pretty nice of them. So I've been working on Upscribe full-time just for the last, the last week or so, and um, have been working on repositioning Upscribe from a opt-in form builder or embeddable opt-in forms for medium into a uh, an email service provider basically um, it's kind of been a gradual transition where I've just been adding email uh, adding ESP features slowly and the thought behind it is basically as like if you've been following the podcast subscribes revenue has been slowly winding down and I've been trying to figure out ways to to combat that. And so one of them is is adding new features and in, in, in trying to figure out what's going to kind of resonate with the existing customers so that I can pivot Upscribe um, without completely starting from scratch. So so the first, th- first thing that I did was just adding um, basic newsletter features, so kind of a broadcast feature. You can send an email to all of the subscribers that have subscribed to your, any of your Upscribe forms or into individual Upscribe forms. You can segment by, by form. And uh, people are using that. Uh, lots of people have been, have been using that kind of as their main newsletter uh, tool. So that's been pretty cool. So since then, I've added a paid newsletter feature. Um, which is kind of was kind of already built in. Basically, uh, you could already add a, a Stripe payment field to your forms, so people had to pay to subscribe to your newsletter. So that's kind of kind of how we've done that now. And so I've just on the other side, when you're sending an email, you can select to only send to s- subscribers that have paid. Um, so that's another feature, which I've had people request, but it doesn't seem like too many people are too pumped on that. So it's, I just sent out a an email about that feature and, and haven't gotten a whole lot of a response, but we'll see over the next few weeks if people start using it or not. Uh, regardless, the the goal, like the more important thing right now is just kind of painting a new picture for people. Like this is what Upscribe is now. It's not just a form builder for Medium. It's, it's now a... Uh, a tool to build your audience. So there is, so I'm going to be building out uh, at least to start a, a wide variety of, hopefully not too wide, a variety of features to help build, help you build an audience and communicate with your audience over email and possibly SMS. But uh, we shall see. And so that repositioning part has been has been what I've been most concerned about. And I've actually gotten a couple of good indicators recently that it's working. So good uh, kind of complicated in- indicators. So so what, what, I've, what happened recently was I had somebody cancel, and they said that they can't afford to pay for uh, an email sending tool right now. 
And so it was like this, it was disappointing that they canceled, but they called it an email sending tool. So this is kind of, this was kind of really cool. Like I, I, my philosophy for product design has been, I'm just going to be as straight up and as simple. I've had a really bad experience in the past with tools like Salesforce, um, like working for other customer or other companies i've i've had to set up salesforce and use salesforce and 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 tools like that like more enterprise style and like you sign up and the first thing that happens is they recommend that you go take their online course (laughs) and i was like if you need somebody to take a course to use your software just to get started like then you're doing something wrong and I obviously understand that there are scenarios where you want the versatility, so it's a complex tool, so there's a lot of setup. And so, like, I get that there's cases where you need more learning. It's not as easy as just getting getting going. But I would say that the default... Oh, police car is driving by. I would say that the default should be it should be um, intuitive enough that people can get in there and get going, at least with, like, the core features. And so what I've done is I'm not going to, I don't have time to waste, not waste, but I don't have time to, to build in product tours or, um, or like, uh, make in-depth videos on how to use new features or how to use, uh, certain workflows. Like I, I just, I have to, I have to have, I have to show people when they log in what I want them to do. And so what I've done is the is a simple switch from before the first thing you see when you logged in was the form builder. Like you log in, you, you go create a form or you select an existing form and you start working on your forms. Now when you log in, the first thing you see is send an email. And that's been working. People are seeing like, clearly this is what, um, man. All kinds of emergency vehicles driving by. Uh, do you want to find out what happened? Well, TBD. I will let you know later in this episode, but you got to keep listening to find out. <laughs> okay. Anyway, well, I have no idea. Where was I? Uh, yeah, so simplifying the product, I'm going to show people what they what I want them to see. And it's tricky because I have this kind of like conflict now. When you come to the marketing page, the landing page, I'm showing you that I you can send emails and you can build forms that are embeddable on Upscry or on Medium or WordPress or Squarespace. And that's uh, I, I don't like that I have to do that. Like I don't like that I have more than one call to action on the on the home page because I think that that's confusing. It, it needs to be really clear. I, I love products like Bitly or like Revu, uh, where where you like you go to the homepage, you know exactly what the product does. You log in, you know exactly what to do. And so I don't like that I have kind of these two calls to actions. But I have I have 15 or 16 trials a day happening still. Like there's still a lot of people coming in. Uh, organically I'm not paying for for new customers right now and they're all coming for the forms and so I I want that conversion rate to stay up because hypothetically those people who are collecting emails should be sending email too and I just need to figure out how to convert those people to using Upscribe as their email sending platform as well as their lead generation platform but I don't like that I have to do that 
I need to continue to work towards the place where the product is positioned so that people are coming in for the email marketing and, and newsletter management features. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm still figuring this part out, right? Like, I'm hoping that I'm going to look back at these memories and look back at these episodes in a couple of years and go like, oh, that was so funny My when I was first trying to make a go at this. And now it's a successful business. But for all of the success stories, there's always the failures or the stories that go a different route. And um, so I have no idea where this will go. But I'm I'm hoping that... uh, Anyways, blah, blah, blah. This is the downside of doing a podcast by yourself is I can talk about whatever the heck I want which can uh, bore you to death. So I'm going to, I'll edit out as much as possible. Uh, updates. So, yeah, revenue has kind of been, for Upscribe, has been kind of stagnant at around 49.50. Very specific. That's that's kind of been where revenue has been hovering around. That's where I'm at there. So then I, I've got my podcast editing company a little business that i've started on the side to try and bring in some extra money uh and i've got one client there and then i've got another one um some friends of mine that are founders uh are they have a podcast and they're they're wanting to start editing that they've got they're just getting too busy to do it themselves and so i'm going to be editing for them um but it's like it's December. People are busy. No one has time for editing podcasts. But anyway, so that's that's at several hundred dollars a month, which is that's a nice help right now. Uh, with with two little boys that eat a lot of food, it's uh, always nice to make some extra money. Um, but I I really enjoy editing podcasts. It's I really like it. I I um there's a couple of different it hits a a few different chords for me like i my my uh my dream which i've kind of realized in the last year or so is that eventually i really want to uh write screenplays for for tv and movies and um which is kind of interesting detour from what i've been working on so with that there's like a lot of seeing the story and and producing a story into something that's interesting and 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 relatable and where people can follow along and be entertained and um so podcasts are kind of this fun little introduction to that where i get to like a good podcast episode it takes you somewhere it is usually half an hour to an hour and you've got somebody's attention for that long it better be entertaining it better be it better flow and there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between uh, a tv episode and and a podcast episode but obviously the, the work that it takes to produce an episode of a tv show versus an episode for a podcast is like significant difference so 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 i'm really enjoying that aspect is like taking out this pause and cutting out this section because you know this was already said and so I can cut out this whole section it's like I read the book um on writing well on writing well it's a really good book I think I posted about it a couple of times but uh one of the things that 
is really preached in that book that I loved was like that a good writer is a good editor. And I just think that that transcends into pretty much every type of making. A good coder is somebody who's good at going in and refactoring and making something better. Uh, And a good uh, movie editor or screenplay writer is somebody who's able to go back in and make it better and, and restructure. And like that's how great works of art are made is is iteration and so uh getting to do that with podcast editing has been really cool that's been really fun that's where things are at um to be honest it's been really difficult the last few days it's a difficult season to be in to be trying to start a software company having toddlers and uh there's a few a few people with podcasts in this same kind of space uh, like the guys from uh, user feed and, and ad reform they also have toddlers and uh, there's a few other ones and so it's been really helpful hearing their stories and talking to them a bit about it but it's like it's a lot of work and I've talked about this a bit like I want to be a good dad that to me is more important than all of this other shit like to be able to be present with my kids <laughs> that is the priority but I have to be I have to be a provider. I, I have to be able to take care of my family. I have to be able to have a future for uh, future for my family and also like looking way too far ahead, a future for me and my wife. like I'm the in, in our family, I'm I'm the only one working uh, making money right now and so, the responsibility is mine to make sure that we have something for the future and so uh so that's like another added pressure and so 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 obviously so all that's been kind of heavy and i still feel that the best way for me to to do all of this is to run a software company so that i can have the flexibility to be there for my family I have the I don't have a ceiling or a, a limit to how much money I can make so I can provide for my family and provide for our future and it's creating and it's making and so it's it's something I'm passionate about. So it's definitely what I want to do but it's it's um it's a lot of work and lately it's been really draining with seeing the numbers go down. And doing what I feel is the best thing to do and what I've taken advice from people to be the best thing to do is to salvage the these thousands of people that have used the product that I've built and make something for them rather than trying to start from scratch. But uh, I'm trying to keep reminding myself that like if this doesn't work, starting from scratch is not the end of the world. It takes a long time to build a software company. I've been following Transistor.fm and their story has been so inspiring and and it's been like 2 years barely and they've they went from 0 to i think they're at $40,000 a month now but i realize that there's more to that than just the 2 years that they've been running Justin's been investing in this space in podcasting and investing in his audience for years for years and years he's put blood sweat and tears into uh, building that following and, and building that authority that he has there. And John has been doing the same thing. Like he knows what he needs to know so that he can carry the development side and the infrastructure side. And it's not because 
uh, he just like picked up a book and, and learned it. Like he's been doing this for a long time. And so I realized anyways, all that to say, like, I know that it takes time, even though these success stories seem like they're like overnight. And so, uh, I'm doing my best to be patient with my own story, but obviously that's not, oh, that's easier said than done. Um, I hope this wasn't boring. Uh, I would really love to know if this was helpful. Uh, if I need to change it up, I will absolutely do so. I'm, I definitely, I have uh, a few a few people that I want to talk to on the podcast soon. Corey Haynes from Bear Metrics, we're going to get on a call soon and just talk about some some things I can do to, to grow revenue at Upscribe. And he's been super helpful. And so we're going to try and do that soon. Startups for the rest of us has been doing a series with founders where, where Rob Walling's just been interviewing founders about their journey. And I've really enjoyed it because there's kind of this back and forth where Rob with his infinite wisdom uh, from years and years of being in this space kind of like hints at solutions and is 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 really like mentoring these people um, in the pleasant way that he does um, and and it's more than just an interview like it's really like a part of their journey so I feel like uh, getting on a few calls with people and like using Upscribe as a case study uh, I think could be really helpful to people that are starting out so that's that I'm gonna wrap this up now thank you so much for listening uh, please tweet at me. Tweet at me? Is that the right term? Can we come up with a better... Why don't you Why don't you give me a twit? There's just no way to make that sound nice. Uh, send me a message over, over Twitter and let me know what you think of the podcast and what you think of this episode. That would be great. At Getting to Ramen or at Joshua Anderton. Either would be great. If you are looking for a simple email marketing tool, I would love for you to come try out Upscribe and let me know what you think and let me know what features you need because right now that's where I'm at. We're building new we. I'm building a bunch of new features. So if you want to you want to be a part of something like that then cool. Anyways, have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye. I was going to say love you.